This edition of the Cliff Notes Podcast is brought to you by Tolly and Associates. Contact Dom Tolly for all your insurance needs at 816-232-8400 or come on out to Tolly and Associates at 2606 North Belt Highway for all your insurance needs. And welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Groups. It is another edition of the Post-it Notes. And tonight, it is Saturday, September the 17th, 2022. Now, the first portion of this episode was recorded earlier today on the way back from Maryville. This will be a recap of Northwest's 24-7 win over Central Missouri earlier today at Bearcat Stadium. Mitchell Ribrell from KQ2 was so kind enough to join me on the post game on the ride home. But without further ado, let's go ahead and go to that post game breakdown of Northwest's win over Central Missouri. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Clip Notes podcast. We are on our way back from Maryville today after Northwest Missouri State just defeated Central Missouri 24 to 7. We are here on the car in the car on the way back from Maryville. And for the first time ever on the podcast, I know this guy has been clamoring to get on. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome his first appearance on the podcast, KQ2's Mitchell Riberal. Oh, it feels good, Clifton. Thank you for having me. Finally, we get a chance to do this. Absolutely. We had a fun trip together to um, Maryville to witness the um, number two ranked Northwest Missouri State Bearcats defeat Central Missouri 24-7. to um, Mitch, just um, overall, before we get into specifics, just overall your thoughts on the ballgame. You know, I it felt like I we both knew who was going to come out on top. I think the start of the game was a little bit slower than we would have expected, but there was a rain delay with the lightning and the weather, so kind of makes sense, the slow start, but I think just overall, just a generic statement, it, it kind of went the way we thought. I, I thought it did, too, and that's no disrespect to Central Missouri. I'll tell you what, um, Central Missouri hung around with Washburn um, last week, but i tell you what, no, Northwest, that's a whole different animal, especially their defense and we'll get into that here um by the way the game was supposed to start at 1 30 today didn't start till about three so about an hour and a half rain delay i know that um we'll talk about it a little, a little bit later on the podcast when we run down the um, missouri western highlights on missouri western experience the delay and i know there's probably a couple of other teams in the miaa that experienced a delay today as well but um mitch let's talk about the first half here and um it was 14 to 7 at the half um Probably not the um, greatest amount of points scored. I know that, you know, a lot of the crowds come out, they want that, you know, 30-point first half, 24, 30-point first half. But I thought it was a good defensive game on both teams. You know, Northwest was able to get a um, touchdown to put them up by seven late in the late in the second quarter. But um, just um, your thoughts on the first half. You know, I'm a big defensive fan. I know everybody likes to see points scored, but today it was pretty impressive, especially – you got to give a kudos to Elijah Green. He had two sacks in the first half, I believe, three tackles. And they were pretty big sacks because, you know, he had – it was – one came right after Northwest finally scored a touchdown to take the lead. And then he was able to force a sack. Then they started forcing a punt. And Northwest, you know, they seemed to start getting their momentum on offense. But I think the defense was a very big part to allow them to get to that point. 
Yeah, and I feel like, you know, every time we talk about Northwest, I mean, you know, the, it's a broken record how much, you know, we talk about the uh, the defense. And, um, you know, that defense, you know, they'll allow, like, a lot of times they'll allow either, like, in the low double digits or single digits or maybe even tonight. I'm pretty sure on the final stats they allowed um, negative rushing yards on the whole entire day today. Just um, just how dominant that defense was. But, um Northwest was able to take the lead um, 7-0 on a Jamal Moya two-yard um, touchdown run. But then um, you know, Central Missouri um, probably got their only big play of the game in the first quarter with about 40, about 50 seconds left on a 55-yard a touchdown pass from um, Cedric Case to um, Xavier Jackson um, for Central Missouri. You know, tied the game at 7. Maybe it gave Central Missouri a little bit of belief there in the first half there. But just... Um, Talk about really, you know, Central Missouri, you know, that that was pretty much their entire that, – that was pretty much almost their entire defense today. Yeah, you know, it seemed like the first half, it, it, it was pretty close just because nobody was really scoring. And then obviously that big play that you mentioned, that, what was it, 20-plus yard touchdown? 55. Oh, wow, even further. <laughs> 20, <laughs> uh, 55. But, it, you know, it was a little, like, go row off the, off the flat and – he just got open, kind of beat the defender. But other than that, it seemed like UCM's offense just couldn't get much going against Northwest. Um, and UCM's defense, you know, they were. It felt like they were able to hold Northwest for the most part in the first half. I know Northwest scored 14, but they forced quite a bit of punts and even a couple turnovers. So you know, I think it's UCM. I think they played as close as they probably could with Northwest because we know how Northwest is. Yeah, man, I feel like it probably could have been a little bit closer there. I think, um, you know, um, 14 to 7 was the halftime score there. Mike Hohensey scored on a one yard touchdown run with about 16 seconds left in the first half. But in the third quarter, um, you know, Central Missouri had some lapses on defense. Um, you know, I, be- I think they had like two or three uh, defensive pass interference penalties on a drive there in the um, in the third quarter, which set up this um this second this next Northwest touchdown that we're gonna talk about that Jamar Moya 32 yard um 32 yard touchdown pass from Mike um from Mike Hohensee and just um you know just uh, mental lapses from Central Missouri probably put them a little bit more behind the eight ball probably more than they already were. Yeah, you know the the passing game wasn't like fully there today. I mean, still, obviously, decent. Got two touchdowns out of it. But the that play, like you said, there's a lot of penalties just in that sort of span that pushed them that far back. And it felt like UCM, to me, you know, Northwest tried the deep balls, wasn't really getting any of the deep balls going. So you would kind of think UCM would be like, all right, watch the wide receiver screen, which is what Northwest, Northwest did. And Jamar Moya, you know how he is. He had 150 plus total yards offensive today and once he gets space he creates and it felt like that play to me if I would have tried to see if I was UCM I'd be like okay watch the short pass because that's what Northwest was doing and then they didn't watch it and Northwest made them pay yeah and um Northwest was able to tack on a um a a a 21 yard field goal by Cole Lamel um, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and that was the score that we would end with, twenty-four to seven. Um, Northwest holds up. Northwest goes to three and zero on the season. Central Missouri falls to zero and three on the season. Zero and three in the MIAA. Um, I think probably the biggest stat 
that I don't think really got talked about very much in the presser that we're going to hear from here in just a few minutes. Um, I looked at the first half stats, and I always look at the first half stats and I compare them to the second half stats. And um, Northwest only allowed 78 yards, 78 total yards in the um, in the first half, which was really good. I wonder how many total uh, total offensive yards they gave up in the second half. Oh, yeah. 25. 25. And um, I wonder, and just, I want to get your thoughts, Mitch, on um, what you thought really were some of the biggest adjustments for um, Northwest. I mean, we, we taught, and again, it's like a broken record about this defense, you know, but 25 yards, 25 total yards allowed and a half. Just your thoughts on what, what really you thought. You know, you say it's a broken record, but I mean, we do talk about it because it happens so often that Northwest just forces offenses trouble like they just force trouble every second half and it seems like whatever adjustments they do because we like you said well you'll hear in a couple minutes but rich Wright, even in the presser was talking about how the first couple possessions they they ran a three four in the first half and then they kind of went back to the base and it seemed like second half whatever adjustments they made i it felt like especially elijah green and zach howard you know how those two are but elijah green two sacks at half i feel like he was probably riding a high because how good he was performing and zach howard after every play elijah had he was congratulating him and he's the leader of the defense so i think all of that just really put it all together for northwest defense to keep that momentum going saying hey we're getting to the qb we just need to finish the plays well, Mitch, we're going to come back to you here in just a um, here, here in just a few minutes after uh, we hear. We're going to hear some comments um, from the presser after the game today from head coach um, Rich Wright talking about his team's big-time performance today against Central Missouri. Rich, you said the other day that the defense is going to play well on family weekend. How, how do you assess the performance today? Um, I was really proud of the effort. You know, a lot of the things that we talked about that we needed to clean up, you know, we had the one explosive play. It was probably more my fault than anything else. I stayed in a regular 40 check. That back is really fast. He went all the way out and had him matched up with a linebacker on a third down, and, and that's probably a mental error on me, so I'll take, I'll take that responsibility. But, but otherwise, I felt like our kids were dialed in. They played hard. Um, you know, it was just fun. It was fun to watch. Um, you know, the big guy upstairs would have been smiling on that day. Could you talk about Elijah Green? Six total tackles, four sacks, and he had a QB hit that forced <clears throat> interception. Just talk about his performance. I'm really, I'm, I'm really proud of Elijah because he's one of those kids that didn't have instant success. You know, he, he kind of toiled for a while, but he hung in and he believed in himself. And his, his maturity, he's gone from being a starter to one of our best players. And, you know, it's it's just fun to watch a kid like that finally get to have the light switch turn on and play at the level with which he's playing. He's he's improved exponentially between a season ago and where he is right now, and he's, he's definitely a force. And, Coach, uh, Jamar Moya had quite the game today. It seemed like he was really carrying the offense. Talk about his play and his ability not only to get – in the running lanes to get that going, but also his receiving and what he does on that end. You know, probably the first thing I'm going to hit on is is Jamar Moya is a tough son of a gun. I mean, he's not the biggest kid in the world, but, man, he ran physical today. Um, there were several times on level two where he was punishing defensive backs and linebackers. Um, he did a really nice job 
of being patient with his blocks and, and getting out. Uh, and then his, his ability to catch the ball in the receiving game. He could literally play a slot receiver for us if that's what we needed him to do. And I, I concur 100%. I don't get to see every snap, but I saw a lot of Jamar Moya today. Were you proud of the way he bounced back after last week, too? We talked about running backs fumbling and everything. Yeah. Um, how, how big was that to run physical, like you said, and hang on to the ball? Yeah, you know, I think it was really big. I, I, I feel like the two big things that we talked about this week as far as addressing, um, you know, turnovers um, on offense and then explosive plays on defense. I, I feel like we went a long way towards fixing that. You play in a college football game and you're going to have a mistake or two. That's that's just the nature of the beast. They're, they practice too. But, you know, we, we did a nice job against a much better opponent. Um, I give credit to Central Missouri. You know, um, they're, they're a decent football team and they're going to get better. Uh, they played physical and flew around. So I was really happy with our effort. Mikey didn't have his best day throwing the ball, but he made some things happen, hung in there with his legs. Just what, what did you see from him battling and making things happen? You know, I think one of the things that surprised us a little bit was, and, and this is something that, and I didn't want to talk about it before the game, but when when a team has, and, and this was what was disappointing to me about Lincoln moving the game from, from Thursday to Saturday, three extra days in preparation when you only have a two-game breakdown there's a lot of things on both sides of the ball that people are going to continue to evolve in and so they did some different stuff they've shown a lot of pressure a lot of blitz against their their first two opponents and they were dropping people out and so you know I was proud of Mike not not being careless with the ball and when things were open and there were opportunities you know he exploited it and it, there's another kid that plays quarterback but he sure as heck doesn't run like a quarterback you guys, I mean, another game where you hold rushing the opponent just minimal yards. So what what is this defensive line doing differently each week to keep that? You know, it's it's really it's we we actually started the game in a little three four. I don't know if anybody saw that, but we played three man front for the first two series because we were we assumed we were going to get some duck and chuck, and it was pretty quick that we we kind of transitioned ourselves back into what we play. It's it's really just little nuances within our front, and it's really more our, not more our front seven um, than it is just the defensive line. But you know, it's just eating up blocks, being able to get off blocks. You know, one of the things I challenge our kids here to be able to do is it's not I can put anybody out on a college football field and go neutral one on one on a block and stay blocked. We've got to be able to get off and win anytime we're singled, and our guys are able to do that today. Your secondary uh, had a couple more injuries today, but, but talk about the next man up mentality with those guys and uh, getting those young guys in there. Yeah, you know, we had we actually had several today, um, guys that went out throughout the football game. And, you know, I haven't had an opportunity to talk to the trainer to make any assessment on that. But I, I agree. I, that was one of the things I told him in the post game that I was proud of is this was the first game we took some injuries in college football's that way. And I, I was impressed with the way that those two stepped in and, and, and did a great job for us. You guys were 4-4 four, uh, four four in the red zone. Uh, when, it, when it comes to that point and, and you have Sturdy and Colin and all the plays and 
Just talk about how confident you guys are once you get in the red zone and the plays that are going to be uh, called in. You know, he's he's so meticulous about everything that he does. Um, you know, that we did a little bit of an unbalanced formation where we had a couple extra gaps. They were playing a bare front, and the problem with a bare front is you better be able to kick it versus unbalanced. And he had talked to me about that all week and felt like that was going to elicit some scoring opportunities, and um, obviously that paid off. Uh, you know, he's... He's a he's a perfectionist. He's somebody that wants everything right. He was taking a million reps on Friday to make sure that uh, we were going to score when we get down there, and and we were able to do it. Kayshawn had some big plays for you guys in the return game today. Seems like you're you're getting the ball in his hands in some different ways. Uh, what what have you seen from him? He's here? you know the thing about him is when he when he catches the ball or when he when he fields a ball on a on a special teams play his burst and his acceleration is impressive uh, that was one of the things Josh talked to me about in the pregame he was like that kid's going to be special I, I hope he's right because he's starting to trend that way so that was head coach um, Rich right there for Northwest Missouri State uh, we're going to hear from um, Jamar Moya and Elijah Green here in just a few minutes but uh, Mitch you know we talked about Elijah Green a few times um during this uh, post game already, um, and I'm going to run down his final stats real quick. Um, f- uh, six total tackles today, four sacks, um, four and a half tackles for loss. I mean, a big time day for him today, and he's going to expand on that a little bit. He's going to expand on his day a little bit more in the presser, but just, you know, the Maryville native, um, the sp- former spoof hound, having himself a big day today, just, um, Overall, just your thoughts on Elijah Green's big day. Man, that was impressive. I know pretty much every game we always talk about Zach Howard and Sam Phillips and, you know, all, all those guys. But today, you know, the last couple games I've seen in Northwest, I, I like to see what Elijah Green's doing, even towards the end of last year. And you could see the improvement he has done. And today, I it was just phenomenal. Anytime you looked up, you expected him to be around the ball. And he... To me, he basically was, and I think he played phenomenal today. I know he talked about in the presser that he missed a sack, but he ended up pressuring the QB, hitting the QB's arm, forcing an interception that same exact play. So it just shows that the motor he's got, and he doesn't give up, and he was like, I mean, just seeing that where you miss a sack, a lot of players, you know, they might be like, ah, I missed it. Try to catch their breath and continue. No, he turned around. He chased that QB down, and that's what I like to see. I thought he played great today. I love it. Just because you don't get the sack, you can still make an impact um, on the game. And, you know, and Elijah Green, I mean, he was another guy that's really been stepping up this year. Um, I know I've heard Elijah Green's name several times today. I've heard Isaac Volstead's name several times today. Rhett Jordan's name I've heard several times today. And, you know, they've been, they've always had a good job, you know, finding those guys on defense to replace some of the holes from the previous season. I know that, um, you know, the big hole left in the offseason was um, the loss of Sam Roberts. And um, Sam Roberts is now um, on an NFL roster now with the New England Patriots doing some big-time th- big things there. But Northwest always finding a way on defense to just turn out players year after year. And, you know, Elijah Green was a little bit more of a role player last year, turning maybe turning into a star before our very eyes there. But I think um, let's talk about some of the offensive stats here. And um, the big day today was from Jamar Moya. Jamar Moya on the um, running, on the running, on the rushing game today, 16 carries, 91 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jamar also had seven catches for 69 yards today, including that big 32 yard pass that we talked about earlier today. But really um, 
just talk about um, Jamar um, making an impact today. I mean, you know, he's a little bit more, you know, Coach Wright described him as a um, Swiss Army knife a little bit. You can keep him at the backfield. You can keep him, in, you can put him in the slot. He's got enough speed there. But just, um, you know, Jamar Moya's day today just affecting the stat sheet on both on both the rushing and the receiving game today. Yeah, and like you said, he can play anywhere on that field, and it's shown the passing game, rushing game, and you know, I asked him in the post game that he's not a big dude. He's he's not that big, and I asked him about the ability to initiate contact, and he does that. He is super physical, and I think when he has the ball, he can make things happen because he may not be the biggest guy out there, but that is not an issue whatsoever because on his touchdown run in the first quarter, he tossed that DB. The DB lowered his shoulder. Moyo went even lower and tossed him out like a rag doll, and I, I think his day is just shows how many weapons Northwest has and what Moya can do because, yes, last week, you know, running game had a little issue, but this week bounces back with, what, 150-plus total offensive yards. That's insane. That's crazy numbers, and I think he can be a big uh, key to this offense going down the road. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, but another stat that I want to talk about, definitely, you know, the passing game wasn't really the greatest uh, today, you know, but, you know, you're, you're going to get that every so often, you know. You know, for all we know, next week, Mike Hohenstein could go off for 330 yards next week. He's very, very capable of that. But 12 for 24 today, 137 yards, a touchdown and interception today. I think, you know, just, you know, he he really he, he was able to take some chances with his feet today, even though, you know, the, the downfield receiving game wasn't really, you know, the, the most effective today. But, you know, you'll take a victory nonetheless, you know, and, um, you know, that's something, you know, that can, you know, that will probably be, you know, knowing Coach Wright and Coach Sturdy and this offense will be corrected um, next week. Those guys always do a good job making adjustments there. But um, we're going to run out some team stats real quick before we get into um, the presser with um, Elijah Green and Jamal Moya. Uh, Northwest, 346 yards of total offense today on 74 plays. 181 of those on the ground, 165 through the air. Just a tremendous day. 8 of 16 from third down, 50%. Conversion rate um, converted a fourth down. A uh, big stat today, you know, Northwest. You know, even though they didn't put up the most offensive points today, they made their they made their um they made their chances in the red zone. Four for four in the red zone today. Yeah, the four for four was pretty big. You know, they had to, I believe, settle for a field goal. Um, I would have liked to seen a little more. I know eight for 50 percent. That's not bad for you know on the football field, but I would like to see a little more. Um, success on third down conversions just because I think they were in a few spots but some penalties they also did uh, get a new set of downs a couple times because of some defensive penalties but in the red zone I liked uh, what they were doing you know handed it off to Moya the the wide receiver screen Hoensee using his legs so I think officially four for four there's not much else you could ask for just maybe four touchdowns and then uh, we're gonna run out some stats for Central Missouri this is again just how dominant this Northwest defense was today. Um, 26 carries for Central Missouri, negative three rushing yards. Negative three. And again, Northwest's rush defense on an elite level once again. Negative three rushing yards allowed, 106 passing yards, um, 103 total offensive yards 
allowed today. Only 25 allowed in the second half. Um, just um, just an all-round dominant performance um, for the defense today. Another stout day for um, coach um, for coach and their defense today. So um, before we wrap up our conversation with Mitch today, we're going to wrap that up here in just a few minutes. We're going to go to some post-game sound now from Elijah Green and Jamar Moya after their big-time performances today. Elijah, I mean, what, what do you see out there? You had four sacks, six, six tackles. Yeah, um, so kind of leading up to this watching film, I knew their tackles were very lungy, very head-heavy, so I knew if I was kind of to fake to the inside, I would get them to sit down or, or sit their feet down so I could beat them back to the edge. And it was kind of what I did a, a lot of times throughout the game. Uh, I Honestly, I could have – I feel like I could have had a lot more, but then towards the end of the game, they started sending the back to chip me, and then well, there's nothing real that you can really do about that. But um, that was kind of what we were seeing all day. They what just can't think block. Of, sorry, what, what do you think of just your progression so far this year? Um, I felt like uh, kind of as a, as a whole, uh, but, but for myself, really, um, I feel like I've been progressing pretty well. Um, the first game, you know, I had a lot of chances to get multiple sacks, uh, but just didn't get there fast enough. So that's kind of been our mantra throughout practice as a whole. Coach Wright sits back there, back there with the timer, and if we don't make it back there in 2.5, we're not getting a sack. So it's always trying to push the limit of that 2.4, 2.3, because quarterbacks are trying to get that ball off in 2.5. So if we can get there faster than that, we're always going to be set up for success. And Elijah, Coach said uh, earlier in the week that given what kind of weekend it is, family weekend, and, and the meaning behind it, that the defense, it, it's going to play good. There, there's no doubt about it, and the defense played good today. Uh, just talk about you know taking the field and knowing what weekend it is. Just talk about how energized and ready the defense was today. Yeah, we were super, super ready and energized. You know, family weekend is all about Scott Boswick, who was a defensive coach himself. So um, he just kind of had this thing is the big times where you're at, and we're going to fly around like green bees with our hair on fire. Um, so that's exactly what we did today. Um, we flew around. I think they only had 103 yards of total offense, which is amazing. Um, it, it, it's amazing to see all three levels just playing great and playing together. That's kind of what we've been in search of since the beginning of spring ball. Um, it seems like we finally found that, and if we can do that, we can we can compete with any team out there. Jamar, just talk about um, your day-to-day, what you saw out there, not only in the running game but in the receiving game also. You had a score on both. Um, both I had a rushing and a receiving touchdown. Just talk about your day. Um, just as a like he said, as a whole, as a whole offense, just watching film, um, we just seen you know safety's been playing far back against us. Uh, they rotate a lot. Uh, they like to they like to stunt their blitzes, and um, we just took advantage of it. Um, just using our hard um, our hard count and uh, getting them to you know to see what they're in before we call the play, being able to get to the right checks, and it just worked out perfectly. Jamar, after the uh, fumbling issues last week for the whole running back group, how big was it to come out tonight and? Uh, and not have that issue and have a big bounce back game. Um, we definitely took pride in it. Uh, anytime as a running back, you know that's the that's rule number one: never let go of the ball. So um, all week, and um, Coach Berto, he's just preaching to us. You know that's one thing: ball security, ball security. So um, I feel like we did good. Um, definitely, like you said, definitely had to bounce back from that though. And you had. I mean, if I'm asked, right, like 150 total yards. Yeah. 159, um, get the main <laughs> 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 The last number. But it also seems like you're, I mean, not afraid of contact. So yeah. you just talk about absorbing that um I'm, I'm little I mean so a lot of people you know they they don't think I can bring it so you know I catch a lot of people off balance um, a lot of people look like um they think I'm a juke first and so just catching people off balance just um just perfect timing honestly that's all really all it is and just running hard aggressive 
Rich has talked about how he's just as comfortable with you at slot receiver as, you, as he is in the backfield. How much pride do you take in being able to kind of be that Swiss Army knife and uh, play any position they need you to? Uh, I take a lot of pride in that. That's one thing um, day in and day out, um, watching film from both positions, seeing what the um, the inside of the box, the linebackers, how they rotate, um, seeing how safeties rotate, corners. Uh, I definitely take pride in that. Um, and is I feel like that's my best ability to do, um, being, like I said, being little. So definitely have to get outside and make plays in a passing game. Elijah, as a defensive guy, when you have to go against an offensive guy that can move all over the place, how, how difficult is that to prepare for and to defend? Uh, yeah. So Jamar and the boys, they kind of gave us a lot of trouble this fall camp. Him, Tank, uh, a lot of those shifty guys back there. It causes a lot of matchup problems, especially with the linebackers and with the DBs because we're kind of always looking to get a linebacker on a running back. But when they kind of motion Jamar out or they motion Tank out and then we're one-on-one with those guys, it's kind of it can be torment for a linebacker to try to cover those guys one on one. So I'm glad he's on our team and our guys don't have to cover that. I guess uh, Elijah, where do you think this defense is at right now? Um, I feel like we're just kind of scratching the surface of the defense we can be. Um, you know, kind of a little bit of communication errors in the first first quarter. There, we kind of let up one big play. Um, but besides that, I felt like we played an almost perfect game, but still a lot to improve on, a lot to, to keep chopping every single day. So um, we're just kind of scratching the surface of, of the defense we could be, especially up front. Um, we have so many guys like me, and my Zach, me myself, uh, Zach, Walker, Big Rick, uh, Fish, Kobe, all of those guys who can get after the passer consistently. Sure. So I'm, I'm so excited to see what those guys can do, uh, not only next game, but throughout this whole entire season. And I'm so confident in all those guys as well. Jamar, the passing game kind of struggled a little bit today. What would you see from those guys, particularly Mikey, uh, kind of still finding a way to impact the game and get you guys some points there? Oh, uh, yeah, like I said, um, just a lot of twisting up front. Um, for old linemen, it's, it's kind of hard, you know. And um, they did a, they honestly did a good job. They're, they're a good team. So uh, we had to respect it, but it just took us some time to figure it out, talking on the sideline and getting back into it. And uh, we had a little slow start, but I feel like next week should be better. And I'm going to kind of pity off, piggyback off what Mitchell said, but for you, where do you think the offense is right now? Because this week you really took the reins. Last week, you know, Sturdy yep. and, and them kind of, they kind of went off, and then week one was someone else. So just where, where is this offense at right now? How, like, you guys seem like you have a lot of weapons on that side of the yeah. ball. Yeah, um, like he said, we're just getting started. Like, it's a long season, and so we have plays that we still haven't called that we installed. So it's, it's a long season. Um, Everyone's going to have a big game, if, yep. if I had to think. Um, definitely just getting started, though. How, how big is it? It seems like you guys have been incorporating Kassan a little bit more and, get, and finding ways to get him the ball. Yeah. Uh, he had that big or a couple big returns today. Yep. Just what have you seen from him and some of those other guys that are new to the program starting to make an impact offensively? Yeah, um, Rashad, him, uh, KG, uh, this man, speed. Like, that's one thing you know you can't coach, you can't teach his speed, and uh, KG has a lot of it. So he's, you're definitely going to see a lot of him later on in the season. Elijah, you talked about that one big play by UCM to get that long touchdown. Just what was some of the stuff said between you guys on the defense to keep yourselves in the game and bounce back from that? Yeah, we knew that that was the only mistake we had made leading up to that point, and it was just more of a communication error. We were trying to – we hadn't seen them run that kind of wheel route with the back yet and, and throw the ball to that especially. So we were comfortable putting the linebacker out there to cover that, 
And in hindsight, we were like, okay, we should probably spin a safety over the top to help in case he does throw that. But we were just confident he's not going to throw the ball there, and then it kind of bit us. So we kind of came back to the sideline. We're like, okay, if they give us that same formation, we're going to spin the safety to that, and we just have help over the top. So that was some things that we could have done better. We could have got hands-on better throughout the game on the receivers to slow down the timing. But um, those are kind of all things that we do every single drive. Just get back to the sideline. Things that are hurting us, we can talk about and make corrections as the game goes. Elijah, that uh – play where you hit the quarterback and then Sam takes it and kind of sealed the game. Which, what did you see on that that play and how, how pumped were you to turn around and see Sam had the ball? Yeah, so I think on that play I got the down block by the tackle and the Y was slicing back trying to block me. So I just tried to give him a quick move and originally I almost mi I missed the sack at first. So at first I was like, if I don't get this sack, Coach Rice going to let me hear it. So I tried to chase it down and I just tried to swipe the arm because that was the only thing I could do up to that point. And then I was just excited. I didn't know what happened, but I heard the crowd screaming, and I didn't know if we had the ball or who had the ball, so I, I heard Sam caught it, so I was all pumped up for that. Definitely want to thank um, definitely want to thank Coach Rich Wright, thank um, Elijah Green, and thank um, Jamar Moya for post-game there. Also want to thank Holland McDonough for the, um, for the uh, hospitality today at Northwest today. Thank you so much, Colin and Ryan and the team out there for all the hospitality out there at Northwest as always. But Mitch, I want to get your thoughts on one more thing before we uh, wrap up today. We're going to expand on this a little bit more after our conversation. Um, Missouri Western, this just went final just a little bit ago. We're going to recap the game more in just a few minutes. 36-12, um, to 12, they fell to um, Emporia State, their first loss of the season. Um, Griffins uh, performed very, very well in the first couple of games, but you know they had to deal with a weather delay for a couple of hours also today, but um, they just were they just got down big early and just um, never were able to recover. Yeah, you know, obviously we weren't there, so we can't really speak on, like, momentum or, you know, everything else besides the stats that we see. But I think the weather delay, just from seeing the tweets and everything, it was a pretty long, more than longer than an hour and a half. So, you know, I think that's hard to come back, especially when you're already down what they were. And they, I mean, early started – they led a safety uh from what i've heard it was a holding in the end zone which is unfortunate uh you know western is having a pretty good season this year so far and i think just this loss is more of a kind of stepping stone of you know we played a really good team where do we go from there what what do we need to fix and because we've seen the last three they had pretty dominant wins so this week where you know they weren't may have not really been at a point where they could have taken the game don't really know yet I'll have to uh, watch the highlights but knowing that they play such a good team I think it's just kind of growing for Western just to see where they're at and and how to improve from here and I, I, I think they'll be fine I think it's just they, they still got some things to figure out obviously because they're a young team yeah but uh you know next week a uh, week for the MIAA schedule um Northwest is on the road at UCO um Coach Doral, uh, Coach Doral's now back with uh, Central Oklahoma. He's back in the MIAA now. Um, his first chance against his former his former team. That's going to be a big one there in Edmond um, next week. Um, next and then also next week, um, family weekend at Missouri Western. Um, Washburn comes to St. Joe next week. Ichabod's fell to Nebraska Kearney today, twenty-one to thirteen in a matchup of a couple of the top. Teams in the MIAA there. We'll run down some more of the scores here in just a little bit. But, um, Mitch, um, you know, a lot of big things going for you at KQ2. I know that you and Chris are um, 
that are right in the thick of things there with not only um you know with Missouri Western Northwest coverage football tonight over the past couple of weeks um and how's the how's the football tonight experience been so far for you this season oh you know last year going back really quick to last year I was kind of a deer in headlights you know first job out of college University of Oregon go Ducks and then you know getting this football tonight last year dear I just wasn't sure what I was doing this year I'm having so much fun I understand where we're at you know we've had two live interviews with uh, coach Fritz from mid buck and coach Chuck Davis from Bishop LeBlanc last night or last Friday so you know it's it's fun I'm, I'm learning a lot in this year at KQ2 with with all the football coverage with Northwest the Chiefs the high school football there's such good football around this area and I enjoy it so much and football tonight gives me a chance to show everybody else in the community who probably already knows it but just to show the actual highlights of all these teams that deserve recognition and I'm having a blast I can't be thankful enough for the opportunities I've got at KQ2 and I think the rest of the year is going to be pretty good well, uh, before we let you go, um, give, I'm going to give you an opportunity. And I know you got a pretty good presence on um, social media. I'll, I'll let you plug those. Uh, where can people um, Where can people find you and find your work on social media? Oh man, plugging my social media. Thank you, Cliff. You know, you can follow me on Instagram at Mitch underscore Riberall. That might be or Mitchell Riberall. You can search my name. Twitter is at Mitch underscore Riberall, and Facebook. My professional page is Mitchell Riberall dash KQ2 and Riberall is R-I-B-E-R-A-L and I like to tweet as much local content, highlights that I get. So if you if you want to see more local sports instead of and you know listen to Cliff's podcast, then you can go watch the highlights on my, you know, it, it's a duo. So if you want. Absolutely. And Mitch, um, thank you so much for uh, letting me travel with you to Maryville today and just um Thank you for uh, allowing me for left. Thank you for coming on the post game show today and uh, breaking down some Northwest football. Look forward to talking with you in the future. Oh, Clifton, thank you so much. I know I've been bugging you for about eight months now to get on the podcast, and I am happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. And you know, it, this was this is a good experience. I appreciate it. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. Um, that that is it for our Northwest um, post game from today. Um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. And then we're going to go into um, a recap of Missouri Western's loss, of uh, 36-12 loss to Emporia State. And we'll run down all the rest of the scores in the conference. Again, thank you so much to Mitchell Ribrell from KQ2 for joining me there on that postgame. Missouri Western football, however, they were not as lucky as Northwest was on this week three Saturday night. As they fall for the first time this season to Emporia State, 36-12 in Emporia. Griffin's got off to a very, very slow start, trailing by as much as 16 to nothing, and they, they just could never recover. A 20-minute halftime break, we usually is expected, went from 20 minutes to almost three hours as weather in the Emporia area would delay the game, and the Griffins just couldn't find a way to catch up. The Hornets were just too much on this night as Emporia State defeats Missouri Western again, 36-12. Griffins are now, both teams are now 2-1 on the season. Other MIAA scores tonight include Nebraska Carney rebounding off last week's loss to Pittsburgh State. They defeat Washburn tonight, 21-13 was the final score in that one in Topeka. Other matchups include Missouri Southern 
over Central Oklahoma. I think the score was 41 to 20. Yes, it was 40 to 20. 40 to 21. Missouri Southern defeats Central Oklahoma. Fort Hay State, however, was all over Lincoln. 51 to 14 was the final score there in Jefferson City. And Pitt State defeats Northeastern State. 49 to 14 was the final score there. A quick couple of volleyball shout-outs that we want to give out. Shout out to the Bishop LeBlanc varsity volleyball team for taking first place in the Chillicothe tournament earlier today. And shout out to the East Buchanan volleyball team for taking first place in the Lathrop tournament today. Congratulations to both of those teams. I will be at East Buck and Gower this Monday night as East Buck takes on St. Joe Christian in some volleyball action. Thank you all so much. I want to thank um, Mitchell Rimbrough from KQ2 for joining me on the pod earlier and for the ride to and from Maryville. Also want to thank head coach Rich Wright from Northwest. Also Elijah Green and Jamar Moya for the post-game presser. Thank you all so much. Until Monday night, I hope all of you have the great rest of your weekend. Enjoy it. You can either enjoy it at the LeBlanc Carnival or the Southside Fall Festival. Definitely get out to both of those if you're interested. Thank you all so much for the love. Thank you all so much. I I, I don't... I, I'm just so overwhelmed by all the love and support you all give me. Thank you all so much. Have a great weekend and take care, everybody.